This is the Dr. Nicolia Show, where we discuss life goals, mindset blocks that prevent you from living your purpose, and have fun while doing it. All for a better mind, a better life, and a better you. Hi guys, and welcome back to another Transformational Tuesday with me, Dr. Nicolia, your show host. Today, we're going to talk about something that's a little bit difficult to discuss. And actually, one of the things that I'm most passionate about is getting underneath the surface um, and talking about those things that are difficult to discuss. I work as a coach to help people heal from things that are tough to discuss. And so recently, I had a conversation with a client of mine who was running and running and running and running from all of the things that triggered her, triggered childhood wounds, triggered wounds that she had not healed from past relationships. And the reality is it's easy to run from triggers. In fact, it's quite tempting to want to run from triggers because they're not fun. They're not easy to confront. They're not easy to deal with. And so it seems more appealing to just run from them, push them under the rug and act like they're non-existent. But in the long run, it doesn't help anyone to run from your triggers. Triggers make us human. They happen to us at work. They happen to us in relationships. Sometimes they happen in interactions with total strangers. And what a trigger is when you really break it down is it's an unhealed emotional wound. And so it's not necessarily the trigger themselves that are bad. It's actually the wound that we haven't addressed that is actually difficult. So an example of a trigger may be you just lost someone in your family, but you know that their favorite shirt is a or their favorite team is a certain team and then you see that on someone's shirt or maybe for you your ex-boyfriend or ex-spouse cheated on you and the place that you found out was a restaurant and so now every time you're around that restaurant it triggers you i know for me i lost one of my very 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 close friends when i was going into my senior year of high school she died august 26 2004 one of my closest friends it was one of the hardest things i've ever dealt with and i'll never forget the day it you know was ingrained in my head but anyways i was at work working at tj maxx at the time as a 17 year old kid and i found out at work i remember my mom reached out and then a, a peer of mine also reached out at the same time and so i immediately stormed out of work and got into the car and the song that was playing was a song by adina howard which if you know anything about adina howard she's kind of old school but she doesn't sing anything like sad or sappy it's actually kind of like hypersexualized music but that song was the first song that I heard right after I found the news and so fast forward maybe two or three years later that song came on and it immediately triggered that memory of that loss and it was awful I mean I broke down in tears and I remember by this point I was in college and I was in the car with my roommate and she's like girl this is not a sad song what are you crying about but I wasn't crying necessarily because the song triggered it I was crying because there were things that I hadn't healed there were things that I hadn't uncovered there were things that I was dealing with that I kind of pushed to the side to just be able to go through life and act like things were normal and so again triggers are not bad one of the things that I believe is that triggers actually are our teachers. Triggers give us an opportunity to observe and to reflect and to grow and to enable us to really be able to heal. And while that sounds simple, I understand the process of healing from your trigger is not not simple at all. 
In healing triggers, we have to change the way that we perceive what happened to us and we have to heal those wounds. One of the things, one of my like hashtags or my favorite quotes or my favorite sayings is there's a lot of wisdom in our wounds, right? There's a lot of things that we can learn from our experiences that wounded us. But if you're so busy running, you don't have the opportunity to actually learn. So let's first talk about how you identify a trigger. The first thing is to be intentional about noticing them. So when you notice your energy is off, when you notice you feel emotional, when you notice you feel triggered emotionally like sad or super angry, those are typically triggers. The next thing that you want to do to really be able to identify the trigger is to sit with that. So if you notice that you drove past the restaurant where you found out that your ex was cheating on you with somebody else, Notice that. Notice that that's a trigger and then sit with that. Why is that a trigger for you? What emotions is that stirring for you? What do you believe about that experience? That's such an important concept with this. You have to understand your beliefs because our life is actually a reflection of our beliefs. And that's why two people can go through the exact same scenario and have two totally different outcomes. That's why you have kids that live in the same house but have two totally different beliefs about their childhood. Because again, it's about their beliefs and the way you believe it determines the way you move forward and operate moving forward. And so it's important that you ask yourself, what are my beliefs about this? What what am I feeling about this? Why do I feel this way? And then to take it a step further, ask yourself, like, what do I think that I need to be able to move past that? And so for me, it was with when I lost my friend, it was really addressing it. And so I had to get support to address the loss of her. And so now the song still makes me think of her. But it's not like an emotional trigger where I'm going to break down and I'm going to cry and I'm going to lose it. There was an opportunity for me to actually learn a lot from that trigger because to be honest, had my roommate not actually had music just playing and that song come up, I never would have noticed that that was a trigger because I probably never would have played it again. Um, or maybe if I played it, I would have immediately turned it off. I know that a lot of times I'll talk to people that are divorced and so anything about their wedding is a trigger if they see someone with a dress similar or if they see someone that's playing their same wedding song or anything like that but that's not necessarily a bad thing again it's an opportunity for you to reflect and see how you can move forward to see how you can heal to learn from that to find those wisdoms in your wounds the reality is emotions are energy and so we have to relabel our feelings in and choose to perceive it in a different way. So allow the energy to go through you, but try not to label it as something bad. So if you're like, you know what, this song is so, so bad, then the energy you're believing and attracting and moving through your body is going to be a negative energy. But if you choose to look at it as something different, like, okay, this is an opportunity for me to learn. What do I need to grow from this? Then your level of energy is different. And I like to call this observation. So when you're just literally sitting with yourself, you're sitting with the feeling, you're sitting with the emotion, it's important that you allow yourself to really process it. It's important that you allow yourself to ask questions and to go in depth and see like why you're feeling that way, where it came from, and what you can do moving forward. So let's talk about how you can start to work through those triggers. 
Triggers are exhausting. They really are. And sometimes that's why people run from them so that they don't have to put in the work. But again, you're just delaying the inevitable. If you run from them in the forefront, you're going to face them in the long run because they'll continue to be triggers. But if you heal, if you heal them right away and head on, then they're no longer controlling your life. You're no longer driving a certain way to work or avoiding a certain person or avoiding a certain topic or crying every night to sleep because you've addressed it right away. So the first step is to accept responsibility for your reactions. So here is where people miss the reality. You are so powerful. But when we go through traumatic experiences, we allow ourselves to believe that somehow we're a victim. And when you become a victim, you deceive yourself in believing that there's any ability within your reach to make changes that you need to make. And so when you identify yourself as a powerful person, you identify that you can make shifts and changes and control the way that you're believing this to be and controlling the way it impacts your life, you'll have more clarity on what you need to do to be able to move forward. So you can start asking yourself questions like, what would life look like if I could control this trigger or if I wasn't controlled by this trigger? How free would I feel if I wasn't controlled by this trigger? But again, if you're a victim, it's more of, oh, well, it's me. This happens to me. I'm just going to run from this trigger. But if you're in a state of stepping into your power, you're able to reflect on questions that allow you to move forward and really grow. The second step is to recognize when the emotional reaction comes. Don't judge or fear or run from your emotions. We're emotional creatures, you know, honestly. And so no matter what you learned about emotions being bad, if you can't first recognize your feelings, you can't move forward. You can't change. You can't heal from them. And I say this often and I'll say it again. There is no such thing as a bad emotion. It's what we do with that emotion that makes it good or bad. And so if you're mad at your ex and you bust out his windows and windows and flatten his tires, then now that angry feeling or that mad feeling becomes a negative emotion. But if you're mad at your ex and you say, what can I learn from this? How can I go forward? What does what is this teaching me about myself? Then that's not a bad emotion in of itself. And so it's important that we don't run from those emotions because when you run from them or you fear them or you judge those emotions, they have a negative impact on your life moving forward all over in relationships, jobs, and your overall well-being. And so it's important that you just take an opportunity to recognize the emotional reaction when it happens. The third step is to identify, is to, sorry, I just lost my breath. <laughs> Um, the third, I get so emotional and so excited about this concept because I want everyone to know that triggers aren't bad. And that we all have them and that we're all human and that we're all emotional creatures and that these are opportunities for us to move and to go forward. And so I just get so passionate with wanting to teach these strategies and these steps because truth, truth of the matter is, as a counselor, I worked with adults and there is so much untreated mental health in our society that is problematic. But if we didn't put such this big stigma on our emotions, or we didn't put such a big stigma on trauma, or we didn't put this huge giant stigma on getting support, 
we would have so many adults operating from a whole and healed position instead of adults being broken and therefore passing that down to generations or hurt people hurt people you know broken people break people and so that's why we stay in this cycle of hurt and brokenness because there's such this stigma about it so i'm just so passionate about being able to teach this about being able to open up and to be able to give you guys tools because when you know better you do better and i trust and believe that this topic wasn't on my heart by accident i trust and believe that there are people listening to this right now that need healing that need to understand that there's nothing wrong with their triggers that need to understand how to move forward with a plan to address their triggers. So the third step is to identify what triggered that emotion. So what do you think caused that emotion? This is important for you to slow down and to pay attention and to notice how and why that emotion is triggered. Triggered. So the sooner that you can recognize that, the sooner you can realize if it's a real threat or not, the sooner you can ask yourself, like, is this something that I need to avoid? Because sometimes we have an emotion like, all right, well, you had an experience when you were a child and you almost drowned. And so now you're fearful of water. While it's understandable why you may be fearful, is that a good enough reason for you to avoid water altogether? Or is it an opportunity for you to reflect and say, okay, what skills can I use so that now I'm not scared of water? Or so now that I'm so comfortable with water that I'm jumping and diving and swimming. And so it's important that you notice why or how the emotion is triggered so that you can figure out how you can move forward and be most effective. The next step goes back to power. This is huge. Choose what you want to feel. Remember I stated earlier, two people can experience the exact same situation but come out totally different. My mom is such an optimist and I feel like she's tried to ingrain this in me, but it wasn't until recently that I've really seen this as true. You know, I talk to clients every day that have been through crazy situations, but are so strong because they accepted that they wanted to feel something different and made intentional decisions to feel something different. And then I have clients who have gone through something that seems somewhat minor compared to what other clients of mine have gone through, but because they view themselves as a victim, they're unable to progress forward. The reality is our thoughts determine our life. Think about it like this. If you think a negative thought, you're believing a negative thought. So you're likely speaking that and your actions are likely following that. And then your life likely reflects that. So, for example, if you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, my gosh, I am so over this job. I hate this job. Like no one speaks to me. It's boring here and I feel like I should be doing something else. Well, all day you're going to have a negative impression. And so maybe you speak to your coworker, they don't hear you and now it reinforces, no one speaks to me, I hate it here, this is exactly why I don't need to be here. So it's reinforcing those negative beliefs that you've already spoken into existence. But on the flip side, if you're like, this is going to be a great day and someone cuts you off, you're going to be looking at it like, well, maybe they're on their way to deliver a child or maybe they're on a doctor or maybe they, you know, are running late to a job that they're almost going to lose. I'm grateful that I didn't get into an accident. So your entire perspective shifts and changes based on what you choose to feel. You have an opportunity to choose to be pessimistic or an opportunity to choose to be optimistic and if I could tell you to pick one I'm gonna say optimism every single time because it really does pay off and here's the reality with practice the more you practice choosing to feel 
positive about your emotions or choosing to feel positive about the situation or choosing to shift your beliefs about the situation, the more it becomes a habit, the more it becomes a practice, the more it becomes a lifestyle. And so ask yourself, is this something that's really detrimental to me? Is this something that I can never, ever move forward from? Is this something that should paralyze me in the way that it is? Is this something I can grow from? Is this something I can heal from? Is this something I can move forward? Is this something that can be life-changing in a positive way for me? And so you have to let go of wanting to hold on to your emotions. One of the things that we need to work on as adults is being able to master difficult emotions because they'll come all the time. But if you move based on your difficult emotions, you're going to be up and down and around and around like a roller coaster. And so it's important that you get in control of those difficult emotions and remind yourself that you are more powerful than you can ever believe. And simply stepping into that power is huge. This is going to sound obscene, but I actually just read an article that standing in the superwoman or superman pose, you know, with your kind of fist balled up and your hands on your hips. I'm doing it as we speak. Um, your hands on your hips and your fist balled up. Standing in that pose actually embraces and increases confidence. And so if you need to process through your triggers by standing in that pose and reminding yourself that you're boss and that you can heal from it and that there's a lot of wisdom in your wounds and you're going to be stronger on the opposite end, do it. I say go for it. Finally, the last step is to not be scared of getting help. Sometimes there are difficult triggers that no matter how hard we try, no matter how much we work through this process or another process, no matter how many times we journal or meditate, it's just difficult and that's okay. What's not okay is acting like everything is okay, hoping that it'll all go away or acting too prideful to pretend that you don't need help, thinking that again, it'll just be fixed on its own. It's okay to get help. In fact, getting help is the best thing that you can do that will help you heal. I have so many people that try to do it on their own and they do make progress. But then when they reach out and they get the support they need, they make tremendous progress. And so there's nothing wrong with getting a coach or getting a counselor to help support you on your journey. If you're looking for some support on this journey, I am going to put a link in the show notes to a totally free call with me. And on that call, we'll discuss where you're stuck and how I can support you as a coach in moving forward in creating a life you love beyond the experience that has stopped you. I want to take a moment and I want you to think about the biggest trigger that you've had. The last, maybe it's a really big trigger that's really, you know, paralyzing you, preventing you from being able to go to work, preventing you from being able to leave your house, or preventing you to, from being around somebody else. Maybe it's a trigger that you haven't addressed in a long while because you've pushed it off and you can't even think about the last time it's triggered you because you've just ignored that person or that place or that situation so much that you don't even have to think about it. I want you to put that trigger in your mind right now. And I want you to ask yourself, what your life would look like if that trigger no longer controlled you. And here's what I want to say. That's very possible for you. You just got to stop running from it and you got to be willing to put in the work. All right, guys, I'm so proud of you for hanging with me. I told you today was a tough subject. And sometimes we got to look at ourselves in the mirror. And we got to reflect on who we are and what role we play in our life. And doing that is difficult, but the work is always worth it. So thanks for sticking with me. And I look forward to seeing you guys next Tuesday.
Thanks for tuning in to the Dr. Nicolia show today. If you enjoyed this episode or learned something new, I want to hear all about it. Your words and your feedback add so much value to this show. So here are three additional ways you can continue to support. First, leave a review. Your feedback helps me to show up and support you at a greater level. Two, share, share, share. If you loved today's episode, take a screenshot or highlight your favorite quote that stood out to you and share it on your social media account. Be sure to tag me at Nicolia Williams. I love seeing you guys engaging in all your takeaways. Plus, every time you share this with someone, it gives you a chance to let them also enjoy the show as well. Three, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a single episode. I'll see you next week for another amazing episode of the Dr. Nicolia Show.